I, I just need someone to hold me accountable um, because I will whine, I will complain, I will give you excuses, and I need you to tell me no, to help me just push forward. I'm not going to lie, it was hard. It was extremely difficult for me. I feel like I'm just really proud of myself that I overcame those challenges um, and didn't give up and that Josh didn't let me. Thanks for tuning in to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today, I have Laura Palasik joining me on the podcast. Laura has been a member of our gym for a few years. Recently, she did the six-week challenge, lost four and a half percent body fat. Her story is very inspiring. She shares all about the program, but also about her experience here at the gym. You're going to love hearing it. Enjoy. My name is Laura Palasik. I am 39 years old. I have been married to my amazing husband, Stephen, for almost 20 years now. Um, And we have two beautiful daughters, Michaela, who's 15, and Maddie, who's 13. You have a lot of really big milestones coming up. You'll have your, you just had, I guess, your 20th marriage anniversary? Uh, it's coming up in March oh, okay. of and next year. Your, you know, I don't know if this is a milestone for you, but a four, your 40th birthday? My 40th. <laughs> it's coming up quickly um, in the middle of January. Okay. Um, so, yeah, lots of big things coming up. Uh, yeah. And I know you're so proud of your girls. So, yes. very busy life. But um, thanks for joining me today. Thanks and for having really, me. just to, you know, Lori, been a part of this gym for such a long time, of which I know you don't remember how long, but we'll just, we'll leave it at that. A very long time. A while, yes. And, you know, um, I'm curious as to, you know, in this really the last couple decades, we'll say, like um, your fitness and and what has it looked like? You know, I think a lot of women can relate to you because you started here kind of, we'll call it mid thirties through the late thirties. Now you're about to be 40. You're still doing this. Um, You've gone through, uh, you know, times in your journey that, you know, you've even had a couple injuries and different things that, but you're still doing it. And Mm -hmm. so give me a snapshot of the last two decades of your health and fitness. Yeah. So I never wanted to do CrossFit. I really didn't. Um, I started here with you um, doing personal training and it was a couple of months after that that you said you're ready to go outside and I was so against it and I was just furious I was like no I don't want to be one of those CrossFit people I see their faces that's not me um, but you pushed me out of my comfort zone and I tried it. And, and just in case you're listening, you're a CrossFit person. She means no offense by that. Cause now she is one of those people. <laughs> I am totally <laughs> one of those people. Um, and, and I've loved every minute of it ever since. Um, and I am so grateful that you did push me out of my comfort zone and made me one of those CrossFit people. Yeah, no, I remember that you were doing the group training, you mm-hmm. know, Dustin actually and Jen were in our group yes um, okay so what led you to that like that would have been probably around 2014 Um, what led you into that at that time you know you were 35 Mm -hmm. or I guess 34 so give me a little bit of kind of the the prequel to even walking into the gym had you struggled with finding a workout program that you liked had you struggled with your weight like what was it in your 20s and early 30s that kind of led you into coming here 
Sure. So I, I've always been kind of active, um, just doing my own thing, uh, like whether that's going for a run or um, going bike riding or whatever. Um, and then my previous company, we had a gym on site, so I would use that. And we moved offices where that was no longer available to me. So I needed something to backfill that and so that's why I started what type of workouts would y'all do at the previous office mostly cardio running bike was it a big gym no I mean it was probably 20 by 40 room yeah just yeah, a little just room tiny. that employees could come in and kind of like a hotel gym exactly okay exactly and so you would go in there and do cardio mm-hmm. and then um, was was there any weight challenges in that season of time we'll call it like the 15 years from 20 to 35 i mean obviously you had two kids in that season yeah yeah Yeah. so um weights after having the girls it it was definitely a little bit harder to get back down to the pre-baby weight so that was always a struggle um but it it never really got to the point where it was out of control um until I think within the last probably five years is where I feel like I kind of spiraled out of control with both my eating and um, just habits in general. Um, And so that's kind of what led me to uh, reach out to Josh for the The six-week challenge. challenge. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, okay, so that's a great um, piece to understand is that you can be working out Mm-hmm. and spiraling out of control <laughs> you know you can and, it is you know uh, it, it is it is actually more common than one might think mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean that that's the case for everyone but you know um, you, you, that's that's a really good point and, and I definitely want to talk about your success on the six-week challenge and so but let's go back to that first um, workout and I believe you were working out with Adam originally here in the group Mm -hmm. um and and i want to talk about like how that because a lot of times people who are either in personal training right that that feel like you do like oh i would i never want to go outside or they're very afraid of that thought um and then they go outside and then they fall in love with it or so either way people can relate maybe from being tell me the difference like from your perspective i know the perspective because i did also train you inside and and outside as well what's the difference in your perspective of what you experienced in a group personal training session comparatively to in a crossfit program i think the biggest difference is just the support that you get from the group of people in your class obviously when i first started i was so intimidated Um, it was a ladies only class that I went into and they were all so amazingly strong and could just lap you in a heartbeat. And so it was incredibly intimidating yet they were so supportive and saying, you know, you can do this. You can pick up that bar. You, you can run this lap and not stop and, and walk. Um, so I think that was what, kept me coming back more than anything was that support network I I 100% agree and I think um, yes there is support in the personal training group as well so I know Mm -hmm. what you mean by that but when you come outside there's it's actually hard to believe sometimes when you have like a really great support system in your personal training group because when you go outside it's honestly amplified um, because it becomes more so like I mean there's just more people 
you know, and yeah. there's just more support in general. You know, if, if three people are supporting you, that's great. But what about when you go to 10? And what you're saying is immediately that was welcomed. Absolutely. It was, it's kind of like that shot of adrenaline. Um, I don't think that I could have done half the things that I've accomplished if it wasn't for the, that group saying, pick it up, do it. You can, you've got this. Um, whereas, yeah, if, if you're standing there next to me saying, all right, Laura, you can do this, pick up the bar. Like, okay, yeah, I could probably do it, but I'm not going to give, I guess, a hundred and. 30% like I would if I have 10 ladies sitting there cheering me on, clapping and, and hollering. So. so what you're describing is what I call healthy peer pressure. Yes. And I believe that CrossFit classes actually produce healthy peer pressure. And what I, what I mean by that is um, you could come into that feeling very inadequate and incapable unca- of doing the things that are either even as part of the warm up, right? Yeah. But because you see your peers doing those things, it immediately puts healthy peer pressure on you to try. And what I've seen is most of the time, I mean, I'm talking nine out of 10, right? I mean, maybe even higher. People can do that. Yeah. You know, even if it's a, a, a scaled version of it. But sometimes they don't even try because there's no need to, right? There's no healthy peer pressure. 100%. I would not have tried half of the things that I've done in in these classes if it weren't for that healthy peer pressure yeah for sure so tell me in the in your experience with doing CrossFit um, what have been some of the things that you would call like your biggest accomplishments wins um, emotional highs right in the classes um, so first thing that comes to mind is Friday during the open I got my first pull-up oh my goodness that seriously Laura I remember us talking about this so many times and you actually got one I got one and the funny I want to like reach across and hug you right now (laughs) I know but that's so awesome I I was incredibly like I still can't believe that that happened um the funny thing is like I I tried for the first two minutes of the workout I I spent that just trying to work on on that pull-up because I knew that I hadn't gotten one before and I wanted to work on that and hoping that maybe it would happen and it was just terrible that first two minutes so I went ahead and did all of the rowing all 120 wall balls and there were literally like 20 seconds left on the clock and I was like I'll just hop up on the bar and it happened are you serious so oh my that even makes for a more climactic uh scene because you like you said you're fresh Mm -hmm. two minutes fresh and then you go wear yourself out with 120 wall balls and 80 cal- or how many, how many 80 calories 80. on the rower. And I love that you tried and you got it. Yeah. Wow. So apparently I just need to warm up. <laughs> a lot. A lot. You just need to do 120 wall balls before that's, you can do a pull up. <laughs> that's it. So, uh, man, that had to be so cool. I'm so proud of you. Um, yeah. And, and how long? I mean, you've obviously... So pull ups probably before CrossFit were not even on your radar. Never. And then did you ever feel in your CrossFit experience, like, I want to get a pull-up? Absolutely. Early in it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I've always had, I've had an impingement in my um, neck. And so I've never done arm workouts or, like, shoulders, um, 
anything upper body has always been a struggle. Um, and then probably, I think it was 2015 is when I had my spinal, um, my C4 and C5 fused. Mm -hmm. So that took care of that. So it's always been trying to regain or build some strength in there. So pull-ups were just kind of that unicorn that I was chasing, um, for forever so it then you got it yeah so cool so how has the i mean you, that was 2015 mm-hmm. um the infusion and, and how i mean you've been doing this ever since so how have how has that impacted your your crossfit experience and um and then how do you still to this day kind of work around it to not worsen your you know your situation yeah so before um the fusion I could not do anything overhead it just was too painful um and now since you know I've just been trying to focus on building that strength so I will do overhead things like overhead squats um push press that sort of thing um obviously I can't go as heavy as I would like to but it's it's a work in progress so I'm trying to be patient yeah and I think you knowing that is huge I I, I really emphasize that with people that have any kind of reason that you know maybe they should not do certain movements or injuries prior and really I think the the most important thing is for you to know you Mm -hmm. um, because a trainer is knowledgeable and can help and provide modifications but the trainer doesn't know how it feels as, as well as you do, you know, right. because they can think that, Hey, this is what, or, and also, you know, what you can push and what you can't, right? Like you mm-hmm. just said, you're doing overhead squats and push presses. And that's awesome because at some point you had to make a choice. Hey, I'm going to push it a little bit more today. And so, um, and you've also had a couple other times that you've hurt yourself. Can you just elaborate on that? I think it's, it's a very good lesson because I think you've handled it so well. Um, primarily because you're still here right Mm -hmm. and sometimes an injury can just completely detour someone Um, but you've also managed to kind of work through it and still make some modifications and you know give me a little bit about your Mm -hmm. I guess those times that you hurt yourself yeah so um Charlie, you you can definitely attest to the time I threw my back out, um, and I will never do pistols again. (laughs) Yeah, and it was on a box. Like, it was just, and again, just for the record, like, that was one of those times that we're being cautious, we're trying to do it, and we, and I think that's where you just, uh, for coaches, right, if any coaches are listening to this podcast, or even if people are, just know that, like, you realize how fragile your body can be, you know, I mean, I've had my... I honestly, no lie, and I won't talk about this very long, but I was changing a diaper and her, and, and literally not doing anything. My back started tightening up. And right. It was weird, but it was noticeable. So go ahead and talk about the pistol situation. Yeah, so um, I was trying pistols down to a box, um, completely scaled, totally modified, and being what I thought was extremely cautious and careful. Um, and on the very last one, my back just locked up, and I just fell to the floor I could not even walk I Charlie had to carry me um and take me immediately to Dr. Ben um which thank goodness because otherwise 
I don't know where I would have been. Um, so that was incredibly painful. Uh, I went, it took probably a little over a month of repeated visits, trying to work that out um, in just extremely limited mobility just to get back to um, just regular workouts. Um, So it, it was definitely a lesson in patience, which is not one of my strengths. Um, and, but, but I made it through and I, I am very cognizant of, okay, this workout is going to really test my hip flexors or my back. Uh, I need to get there early. I need to warm up appropriately. I need to stretch afterwards. Um, Beth miles can tell you, she and I are foam roller buddies. Um, just about every class you will find us um, foam rolling afterwards. So it's it's important for me, especially to take care of myself so that I can come back every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Aggieland Supplements. Aggieland Supplements is located on the corner of Texas and Southwest Parkway. Mention the Building Better People podcast for 10% off of your purchase. Oh, and that right there in itself is probably worth the recording of this episode. You know, I compare injuries to uh, vehicle collisions or speeding tickets. You know, when you when you get hurt the way you did, and I've been there before, it's it's uh, and again, by no fault, it wasn't like you were trying to lift something heavier than you should have. It wasn't that you were doing something that you shouldn't. You know, it was just something happened, and and, and those things, car accidents happen sometimes that are not your fault, mm-hmm. and but you learn from them, right? Right. And you know, speeding tickets are sometimes warnings, which is kind of what I call like a, your body signaling something to you. In other words, once you've had an injury, um, there's times that you need to pay attention to signals. Um, But just because you get in a collision and just because you get a speeding ticket doesn't mean you don't drive. Right. And it doesn't mean you don't drive fast. I mean, Highway 6, I guarantee you in College Station, people drive on Highway 6 every day going 75 miles an hour, if not faster. And But you just are more cautious, right? Correct. And if you have a lot of car accidents, well, there's probably some issues, right? Like that you're not understanding and I think that's what a lot of injuries mean like we need to identify the fact that what is repeatedly happening and that's where we need support like Dr. Ben you know I remember that morning and I called him he was I said hey and he answered and I'm so grateful that he was willing to see you right away but having immediate care from a professional who is knowledgeable about the injury Mm -hmm. is important and I think my opinion is within as little hours as possible, but the day. So if the injury happens at 9 a.m. or, or something happens at 5 a.m., you need that day to get attention sooner mm-hmm. than, than later. And then you said a month. You know, it took about a month. And that's where the patience that you mentioned comes into play, which is a month of <clears throat> a lot of different things, right? Maybe, yes. no, maybe no working out for a little bit of time. Maybe modifying when you get back. Maybe, you know, what was that month like for you? It was torture because I don't I don't like sitting still. Um, I don't like missing the classes because um, you know it's not only just about getting the workout in. It's about the fellowship that I have when I come here, and that's I think the part that I miss the most. Um, so it was it was difficult. It was extremely difficult for me to be patient, to be still. Um, so that was a hard lesson to learn. 
Mm-hmm. But but I made it through on on the other side. You did. Yeah. I'm so proud of you for that. I mean, and, and equally as proud of you for that as the pull up, right? Like, yeah. it, it, because they're two things that require two different efforts. Mm-hmm. And so let's now transition to this six week challenge. Okay. Um, you have been. You just finished last week. Yes. Correct. You, Josh was your coach. Yes. Can you give me um, the end result, and then we'll talk about how you did it first. So what was your final uh, st- stats or numbers? Sure. Uh, so I ended up losing about 4.5% body fat, wow. which is I thought was terrific. Um, it, it equated to just under 12 pounds. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's and what was your goal? Do you remember in the original meeting? Because right, so for the first six weeks, my goal was to lose three percent body fat total, and I ended up doing that, hitting that mark in the first two weeks. Wow! So. And you and you went beyond. I did. So yes. <clears throat> okay, so six week challenge. Uh, we've had a lot of success, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and I think sometimes people uh, can hear that and and say like, man, okay, how how can I do that? Can you give me in your words like summarize the experience, right? And and it doesn't have to be like in one sentence. Obviously, uh, elaborate on your experience working with Josh um, in the six weeks. Kind of your experience with your meals, how to, you know all all encompassing workouts, everything. Sure. So um, I came to Josh and and he agreed to take me on and and I said, I I just need someone to hold me accountable um, because I will whine, I will complain, I will give you excuses and I need you to tell me no, to help me just push forward. Um, and, And so he agreed to do that for me and he was definitely that person and I really appreciate him for that. Um, so I'm not going to lie. It was hard. It was extremely difficult for me. Um, and I feel like I'm just really proud of myself that I overcame those challenges, um, and didn't give up and that Josh didn't let me. Yeah, no, I love it. The accountability. Mm -hmm. I love you stating that Mm -hmm. in the initial uh, we'll call it agreement of the relationship, right? Like yeah. how, how mature of you to do that. And then Josh, who I know very well will abide by that, right? Is yes. the perfect person to help. And so what was the hardest part? Um, I think I was naive in the beginning as to how mentally difficult this would be. Um, food prepping, got it. I can do that. Um, we were very clear, Josh outlined, okay, this is what you need to eat when you need to eat it. So that part wasn't as hard. It, the hardest part was the mental part. The good old fashioned willpower. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, the first two weeks were okay. I, I made it through. I was still positive about everything. And then it was about week three. Um, when I came to Josh and I said, you know what? I'm just really grouchy. I am, I don't have a good attitude and I need some, someone to kick me in the rear and say, get over it, you know, and, and he did, and he helped me refocus. Um, so I had to do that several times say, Josh, I'm, I'm really grouchy today. Mm -hmm. I need some, an attitude check. 
So I love it, yeah. your honesty, right? That's a big reason that you were successful and you know, you were honest with your coach, right? Mm-hmm. Josh being the coach, um, you were honest with him. And I think sometimes, you know, being honest says, I'm not happy. Like, this is really hard. And a good mm-hmm. coach says, well, this is what your goal was in order to accomplish this goal. Doesn't matter if it's hard. Yeah. That was one of his stipulations before we agreed, before we started. Um, he said, all right, I can be that person to hold you accountable if you promise me that you will be 100% honest with me. Mm. Um, and so that was our agreement. And um, I think it, it definitely worked well. And I appreciate um, the experience. Um, it was it was I, hard. <laughs> I don't think it's coincidence that you happen to get your first pull-up at the end of this thing, right? Yeah. Like, let's be honest, and I think sometimes we don't we don't put enough value in how we fuel ourselves and what mm-hmm. we eat and how we eat. You know, there's, again, a lot of people doing CrossFit, not just at our gym, but globally, who don't understand that what you put in your body is the fuel that actually get you through these workouts. So when you're stuck for five years not getting a pull-up, and all of a sudden, and I'm not necessarily saying it all had to do with this, but for six weeks, you really dialed in your nutrition. And look what happened at the end. Like, what a cool cherry on top, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, it was was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, I, I was extremely strict with it. I took everything to the letter, um, followed all of the instructions without, um, deviating like so much so that anytime we would travel for volleyball, I would pack my meals in a cooler and heat it up in the gas station microwave and eat it in the car. Um, instead of grabbing the Bucky sandwich or taco or whatever. Um, so that was incredibly difficult. Um, but I think the whole, the biggest thing I learned is that yes, it's hard and it is challenging, but it's not impossible. And I was one of those people who would give you every excuse. Like I've got a busy life. I'm never at home. I can't cook that much. I can't be where I can eat my own meals. It's just not feasible. I can't fit it into my lifestyle. I'll give you any excuse. I've, I've given them, um, but the, the reality is is that it is possible, and I proved that to myself this past yeah. six weeks. Agreed. So what is your uh, plan moving forward in that regard? Sure. So I, I want to continue in, in um, hopes to reach my long-term goal. My long-term goal was to be um, still lose 30 pounds before my 40th birthday, and I've kind of refocus that a little. Like I don't really care so much about the pounds lost as I do about the body fat percentage and how I feel. Um, so my my long term goal is to continue going, which I have continued with the meal plans. Um, the only difference is Josh allowed me. Um, to incorporate no more than three glasses of wine a week if <laughs> yeah. if I feel I need it. Um, but I love that it was it was specific, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's not this just like, oh, yeah, you know you want to know what that relationship looks like moving forward, and now mm-hmm. you know what it looks like. Yes, I, I, I definitely wine. have to have a firm plan in place. Otherwise, it will just spiral into 
whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, that's awesome. And I love having a long-term goal, you mm-hmm. know, and even how, and I think it's important to know that they change, right? So like initially yes. it was 30 pounds. Now after losing four and a half percent body fat and knowing that, you know, you can and what it feels like, it's like you, you reshift, right? It's like, oh man, yeah. maybe it's more so I want to just feel great and I want to get my body fat down and whatever the outcome of that weight is, is what it is. Right. And that's honestly, I think when you, if you can get to know your self and I say self, but body, right? How your body responds to food mm-hmm. better. That's huge progress. Like now after six weeks of knowing that what you put in was exactly what it needed yeah. and seeing an amazing change. Well, it absolutely dictates like or, or determines moving forward how you're going to approach food in the relationship with it. Yes. So I've always struggled with my relationship with food. I know that I need protein and I know I love vegetables. I could be a vegetarian. Um, protein is my weakness. I am a texture eater. And so like after a few bites, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. I, I don't want, like, I just can't eat another bite. Um, and so Josh worked with me and, and helped me. Um, he let me like incorporate half a cup of rice and beans. So that helped mask the texture of the meat that I was eating. So I could actually eat more without feeling like, oh, this texture is really getting to me. Um, So we we made little tweaks along the way, uh, started the first two weeks, see how that went. We took some data. Okay, how are you feeling? Let's, what if we tried this? So it wasn't just a, this is what you have to do and this is all you can do. It was very tailored to me, um, which I appreciated. It's awesome. I love it. Um, Great job. And so the last question is what I ask everybody on the podcast and the title of the podcast is building better people. And, you know, we believe as, as a, as a gym that everybody, when they work out, just becomes a better version of themselves. So how is that true for you? Um, I feel like this experience with the six week challenge, um, and with CrossFit in general has just really taught me that I, I'm worth the work I'm worth the discipline um, and that I, I have an amazing group of people here who are so supportive um, and my family has been the best they've supported me through this um, in every way they can so I, I'm just incredibly blessed by these people Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.